Folks on the autism spectrum make accomplishments that defy the skeptics. For some folks, it is making their first friend when the doctors believe that to be highly unlikely. For others, it is getting to Oxford, Yale, or Harvard. However, tonight, we bring a guest that has not just made an accomplishment, but has made history. The first lawyer on the spectrum from the Sunshine State of Florida. For some folks out there, this may all sound impossible. However, to Dave and myself, it sounds sounds like autism. Hi, Josh. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Uh, Awesome. How are you? Great. I cannot believe we are at episode four already. Um... They don't come soon enough, man. I don't yeah. like I don't like it only every two weeks. I have fun here. Same. This is the only social activity I have. That's pretty sad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, no, but it, it's it's been uh, you know it's still an incredible journey, and we're so excited to have uh, Haley Moss on the show, who's been all over the news on seems like on every channel and every viral video Facebook post yeah. seems to be about her lately. So, um, and I know that. Uh, Law and lawyers are something that's uh, close to you and something you're really interested in, so you must be really excited. Yeah, I have family uh, full of lawyers and stuff, so yeah, this is this is interesting, exciting. I actually want to become a lawyer once, so yeah, this is pretty neat. Well, it seems like nothing's impossible for you, so who knows, maybe, who knows, maybe even when you're 50 you could go back to law school. I never went to law school, I went to college, but who knows, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> Right now, um, I'm happy here, and um, speaking of things here, um, we are now on iTunes and Spotify. That's right. We made it to the big leagues, guys. <laughs> we are in iTunes, the big I. Uh, don't forget, whenever you mention iTunes, what are we going to make people do? Oh, yeah, please um, give us a five-star rating and subscribe, because when you give us a five-star rating and subscribe... You give us a bigger outreach, and it just helps us grow. So remember, please give it big five stars. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, besides bugging you to follow us on Instagram and email us and check out our Facebook, now we're going to be uh, bugging you guys to, to do that for us as well. Um, and buy our T-shirts. Yeah. all the, <laughs> I was going to say, all those things are free, but then Josh added in the buying the T-shirts, uh, which we'll get to. But yeah. Every single thing, you know, there's plenty of small things you can do to support autism employment or autism awareness or or just support the the autism community at large. And it could be as as small as just um, sharing a post or um, or or liking a a page or subscribing or giving five stars. Or it could be buying a T-shirt, purchasing purchasing a T-shirt. Why don't you uh, tell them about the shirts? Well, certainly. Um, I actually had a part in making the actual shirts. Um, if you go online, you see a picture of me holding this screen, and that's because that's pretty much the design. It's, it's kind of co- complicated, so I'm not going to go fully into it. But in- Industry talk, right, Josh? Yeah, it's industry talk, but um, <laughs> it's the design on there. So I made that, and um, I will also be printing the shirts, most likely, so... And it's at Spectrum Designs, where I am employed at. Yes, yeah, so Spectrum but. Designs, again, is uh, a nonprofit social enterprise that employs uh, mostly young adults on the autism spectrum. Yeah. Um, 
We are not um, sponsored <laughs> by them. This is or anything. They're not paying us to say this. I think just, that's four for yeah. four episodes that that we've mentioned that, Josh. Um, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> so I, guess so. I um, just to uh, give you an update, Josh. I have to apologize to you because I told you, oh yeah, I have all this recording equipment and I know about podcasts and we could do a podcast, but um, you'll notice for this episode there's a huge bump in the quality um, of, of the, the sound, which is a good thing. Um, but it's because <laughs> the whole time our awesome expensive microphone that I've had for years um, was on a setting that I've used to record punk rock guitar. So, um, and, and that, that doesn't make any sense for, for what we're doing here. Um, and I just looked at a couple YouTube videos and now um, rather than, than holding my speakerphone on my iPhone to the microphone that's uh, set to record punk rock guitar. <laughs> We're going to be doing a Skype interview today. Uh, we had to clean things up for Miss Moss a little bit. So, uh, yeah, good news on that front. Yeah. It's a good thing we caught that one. <laughs> or a little late, but hey, barely to never, right? Yeah. Um, and what else do you want to discuss? I mean... Just it's amazing. Like, look, we're in up four episodes deep, and we're on iTunes, all that stuff, and all this wouldn't be possible without all you listeners, um, with the support and everything. And so, just I want to personally say thank you to all of you listening. Yeah. So um, I have a, I have a I have a question that's coming to mind then because you know we're talking to to again Haley Moss today, who's all over the news and doing plenty of interviews. She could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but she's going to be. Uh, here with us, at least remotely, um, and and so there's her who's really outgoing, and there's obviously you who has a way with words. Do you think that there's enough um, media representation of people with autism, as in people who actually have autism, not like uh, the Good Doctor or Atypical, where um, the the actors don't? What do you have mean, autism. like on um, TV I mean, shows I mean, and stuff? I mean, like uh, reporters and musicians and um, actors and and people that are public figures, people in politics, um, do you think that people are given enough of a chance? I think um, we're heading in the right direction, but not not yet, because there's still, like, stigmas out there. And since there's still stigmas out there, that means we still have a way to go to squash the stigmas. That's kind of, that's also one of the main goals of this podcast, is to squash the stigma and to show that, like, you, you can be on the spectrum... Uh, but you could, you can lead a happy and fulfilling life, mm-hmm. and things such as that. So we're we're here to squash the stigma, but th- it's still out there. So there's still work to be done. And and I'm sure plenty of people that are affected by autism don't want to be public figures, just like oh, plenty yeah. of neurotypical don't. But you do, right? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I. I yeah, I, I get a kick out of all this. I love it. So, <laughs> were you always so outgoing? Well, I, I always had a big mouth. Um, <laughs> I would al- always talk. I remember. <laughs> I will never forget. An old old doctor was like to my mom. Well, f- well, first couple years he didn't speak at all, and now he never shuts up. So, yeah, that that pretty much sums it up right there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, Joshy. Yeah, I guess I guess I was similar. I mean, I was a theater kid. I was always uh, in front of a microphone. I was always a musician or something like that. And didn't you used to give tours at the museum? 
Yeah, um, since I was like 13 up until like, God, maybe a year ago or two years ago, I was um, a lead docent at um, uh, Aviation and World War II History Museum. And yeah, I would teach people hobby tour guides. I would give tours to people. And yeah, I, I learned a lot how to interact with the public from there. And so I, I have experience with it. I wasn't always like this good. Like I wasn't just born saying, okay, I could talk to people on the microphone. I had practice. Um, so yeah, that's where I got my practice from. Yeah, I think once, uh, in general, once you get into the swing of public speaking, um, it happens really naturally for some yeah. people. And I think you're one of those people that... Um, I have a know, feeling that's the case, too. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> now you're being asked to do all sorts of little speeches to yeah. at big hospitals and... Uh, yeah. benefits and, and things like that and I don't think I don't think uh, you've seen the last of that I have a feeling we're going to be getting some inquiries which is fine we actually got asked on uh, our Instagram story I, I posted a, uh, a an opportunity to ask us questions and one of the questions we got was um, or, or I said what would people like to see um, and someone said they'd like to see us broadcasting from events and different locations. Yeah, I'd love that. Which I think would be really, really cool. So if you have an event (laughs) or a specific location uh, that you'd like to to hear uh, Josh um, broadcast from... The SLA will come to you. I think that that would be really neat, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll do some rock concerts, some... uh, some rallies, some some benefits, <laughs> some, uh, what else do you want to do? You like airplanes, we could do it live from JFK. <laughs> I mean, nah, uh, Republic, because, I mean, I, I know people there, so I could probably have an oh, airplane. Oh, the Republic Airport. Yeah. yeah, I could probably have an airplane come up, taxi up. <laughs> that would be cool. Not do a flight, but like taxi up or be brought up for a background, I could have that done. Wow, that would be really neat. What else? Where else do you see us going with this? What else would you like to get done? Um, uh, honestly, like, look, um, year, look, years ago, like, just a few years ago, I was like doing prep work in the back of a kitchen, and now I'm here. So, like, the future is like seems like unlimited possibilities. Maybe a book. Um, yeah, we've talked about that for a little while. Yeah, and I've put a lot. I've put a lot on social media that uh, that doodle that you made me in my in just magic marker of yeah. uh, the the self portrait. That was really really good, um, and that that took Josh about ten minutes to do. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll put it on our story. <laughs> ten fifteen, now. yeah. Yeah, um, we were just texting, and he was like, "Like this," and I was like, "Sure, yeah, that's great, that's awesome." Um, he's got quite a a, a good style. And he obviously has plenty to say, and yeah. I'm so happy to help you a little bit along the way, just with a little bit of hurdle help. Um, you don't need much, but I'm uh, I'm thrilled to feel wanted and needed to to go along on this ride with you. Um, it's an exciting one. Yeah, it's so, an exciting one indeed. So, um, do you wanna do you wanna introduce our guest? It's about that time. Ready? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and now I'll present to you the first lawyer who has autism from Florida, 
Um, and she's also an artist. Yeah. A, a great artist, um, an advocate, right? And just a really nice and accessible, kind, intelligent person. Yeah. I present to you Haley Moss. Hey, Haley, welcome to Sounds Like Autism. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. You could be, you're all over the place, you could be anywhere in the world, but you chose to be with us on Skype, so thank you. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm super honored to be a part of this. I'm all about supporting our community, and getting to talk to you guys is one of the highlights of my, my day. Oh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to get right into it, Josh? Do you mind if Josh um, asks, asks you a couple of questions, Haley? Go for it. All right, awesome. Uh, yeah, um, just, but... The first thing is, I just I gotta ask, um, like, what type of law do you practice, and how, and why, like, how did you get into that type? I just, I don't know. I'm just curious about that. I know it's not there, but I'm just really curious. I practice in healthcare and international law, so it's definitely different than the usual disability stuff that people assume that I probably went into. And it's also just super interesting. It's a lot of learning. It's very complicated. It's just something that's a great learning experience, and I honestly work with the best people, so that's what makes it really exciting more than anything else. It's more about the people than anything else. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, I just had to ask. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, how- well, well, Josh's father is a lawyer, so Josh, yeah. is, Josh has always been really interested in law in general. He even considered uh, trying to go to law school, so I, I just told him maybe down the line in a couple years or decades when I'm done with him uh, when we, at the t-shirt shop. That uh, maybe I'll let him go to law school. <laughs> well, it's definitely right. doable. It's not easy, but you could definitely go to law school. Okay. Well, um, how does it feel to be a lawyer? It feels pretty awesome. I think more than anything, it's empowering in a way because I realize that as a lawyer, there's a lot that I could do for other people on the spectrum, just in general, and being very vocal about being a lawyer on the spectrum, I think helps make a difference in our community too. So. Being a lawyer is more than just what we do in our daily practice as well. I think it also involves the fact that even in advocacy, which I've been in for years, I'm able to really make make a bigger difference by virtue of also being a lawyer. I love how Josh asked that, by the way. He didn't ask, how does it feel to be a lawyer with autism, first of all, because you're just you. And it's an accomplishment to be a lawyer, no matter who you are, what your challenges are. It's an incredible feat. For yeah, a human to make, so I mean, you got past the bar. Do they have the bar in Florida? Or... Yep. Okay. I, I took yeah. The bar exam back in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, I've never taken it, but I hear that's really hard. So that's like, <laughs> yeah, good job. Um. So when did you realize that you were interested in law? Probably sometime during college when I realized I was not going to be a doctor, which was pretty quick. And I realized that being a lawyer was probably the best thing for me because I love to write and I love to talk. And what do lawyers do other than write and talk? And I knew that no matter what I did with my career path, that I wanted to be able to make a difference for other people. And lawyers have the potential to make a difference every single day. Can, can I jump in? Are you are you going to be a, a litigator? I'm still learning. I'm brand new. Yeah, yeah. But is that like a goal for you to be... Maybe. Like, uh, I'm yeah, I'm that... trying to figure it out one thing at a time, yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, when did you decide that you wanted to accomplish something that others told you you could not? 
I think that's been something that's been present throughout my entire life about accomplishing things that others said I couldn't because so often with autism, we see that other people are setting limits on what autistic people can do rather exactly. than we get to set our own limits. So setting my own limits is something that's really important to me. So I'm always happy to find out that something is or isn't for me before somebody else makes that determination. Yeah. So, so you, you decided from the beginning that that's going to be up to you and that's so cool. And, and you wanted to break barriers. How how does it feel to be knowing that you're kind of making history and breaking barriers? It's really awesome that knowing that that's happening, but at the same time, I'm hoping that I'm not the last person who does. I hope that I'm not the last person who becomes a lawyer on the spectrum. I hope that I'm not the last person who gets to do something great for our community. I I hope that our community continues to grow and that people on the spectrum doing great things is the norm rather than the exception. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and and something that um, I know you wanted to ask about support systems, Josh, because yeah. um, Josh always, always right away credits his incredible support system and his family growing up um, to, you know, to his success. And, and, you know, like people like me and other people who have really, um, you know, supported him along the way and taken them under their wing. It's even on his, something about support systems is even on his business card that he just got this week. But yeah. That's so uh, cool. Did you want to ask? Thank you. Um, so how critical was a support system for you with your ongoing success? Beyond critical. My parents are my biggest cheerleaders, my biggest support system that I have. And I always say that it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes an even bigger village to raise a child with a disability. So my village includes my parents. It provides, it includes service providers, such as down here, it's the University of Miami Center for Autism and Related Disabilities. They've been part of my journey since I was three years old. There's all sorts of people that make up this village. Some people come and go. Sometimes it's friends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's teachers. And even right now, my work family is part of my village of support and that is really cool that I get to say that the people that I work for and work with are part of my village too. Yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. And and I'm I you know, I work with Josh in a professional capacity as as a support uh person for him and I I would say that it's safe to say that I lean on Josh just as much as he leans on me. So, um you're right. Um you know, now that now that we're adults, um you know, part of our support system absolutely happens at work. Yeah. Right, right Josh. Yes, very much so. If if you have a good workplace, I mean, if you have a very really bad workplace, obviously not. But if you have a good workplace, I mean, we gotta be real here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> and I think that's something else that's really cool that happens at work is we get to learn a lot from each other. Just like you, yeah, you two are saying you learn a lot from each other. I get to learn a lot. The people that I work with as lawyers, and they also get to learn about a lot from me as an advocate and what I do in autism and they get to learn about things that they might not have known about or thought about before too. So it's a really great relationship knowing that you're able to learn from each other. Yeah. And crucial one as well. Um, so next question, um, the social difficulties, did you experience any like difficulties like growing up and how did you handle it? (laughs) I think we would be remiss if we're talking about people on the spectrum not having social difficulties. Like every single one of us struggles socially in some capacity. I've always had trouble making friends, keeping friends, things like that my entire life, especially with other girls, especially Mm -hmm. like neurotypical girls because their interests are always different. And I thought that their social cues were much harder to read than those of neurotypical. I think it's because there's different interests and it's a little bit more shallow sometimes. Interesting, but... One thing that we tried to do is 
I was really close to my family at home, so that didn't make me ever feel like I was too socially isolated. But something else that was important is I would talk to the teachers and stuff before school with my family. So kind of like IEP meetings, but I was in private school, so they weren't quite IEP. But we'd talk like, hey, we want Haley to make an extra effort or the others to make an extra effort to be friends with her things like that and try to identify potential friends or things like that too so I did get a lot of support socially as well and even now I don't really have a lot of friends and at this point in my life I've kind of I'm okay with it but it's something that I do want to work on continuously and make more friends and try to do a good job with that but it's hard yeah I mean I remember one thing my mom always used to say is that like you only do really need that one good friend so, like, mm-hmm. as long as you have that, you're good. Like, because my, really, mom said, my mom used to tell me the exact same thing, that if you made, like, one true friend in life, you did okay. Yeah, exactly, because what's, like, the point of having, like, ten friends who are all, like, would stab you in the back? One good mm-hmm. friend's way better, so, yeah. Exactly. Hey, I'm with you there. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, we know that law isn't your only passion and that you're also an artist. Um, can you tell us about that? Like, is would you consider art an escape hobby, so to speak? And does it help you cope with the stress of everyday life? I think you hit the nail right on the head and you said it better than I can. And absolutely. So art has always been kind of my escape from stress in school and things like that, too. And the thing that I really love about my art, especially, is that it's really co- colorful. It's very bright. And... It also is able to make people smile. So I feel great creating art and it also makes other people feel great. And something else that I really value with that is I use my art as a way to be able to give back to our community. So I donate a lot to our nonprofits and other places helping people on the spectrum. So everybody kind of wins when I, I feel great making art. Other people feel great seeing my art and somebody feels really good that they're able to benefit from some way by giving back, by having my art on their walls. So Everybody is completely happy, and I think it's really awesome to be able to give back that way. Hey, so, like, everyone's a winner, so it's, it's all good then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really cool. And I, I noticed that all of your social media and, and everything is is Haley Moss art. And I think that it's really cool that even though, um, you know, even though it's relatively new, that, that you're a lawyer and you're all over the news for being a lawyer, that you still really, really identify as an artist. Um, I think that that's super neat. Oh, yeah, that is good. Like, keep your true self. That's mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. I did get I did finally kind of graduate from having that as my website name because I thought, thought it was time to go to something cleaner because funny enough, people tend to think that my name is it's Mossert Art. <laughs> yeah. yep. Oh, really? Why, as much as I love it as a handle, I realized that it did get kind of funky and I mm-hmm. probably would have changed my handle to be more reflective so I don't keep getting called Mrs. Moss Art in emails. <laughs> but, That's happened. But whether or not I like it, I have a fair, a more common name than I would like and other people own my name on social media. Oh, okay. But you could be Haley Moss Law. <laughs> nah, 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 because I'm not, I'm not a solo entity yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not yet, but not, I might never be. I don't know. I'm not sure what my... And I do more than just law. So I think art is a great identifier, too. And then yeah, no, for sure, it, for sure. And I signed up for social media when I was in my teens. And that's who very much all of most of who I was, was I was an artist. And there are people who still are just being like, we knew you when you were just the teen artist. Right. That's so cool. So art and law seems like two very different um, interests and talents. 
Are there something about you that draws you or enables you to excel at these two things? I mean, they're both really awesome, I must say, also. (laughs) Thank you. So what helps me is also that whenever I'm really passionate about something, I think it's really easy to focus. I think you probably feel the same way. When it's something that you absolutely love and you get excited about, you don't want to leave it behind at all. You want to spend every waking moment in it. So advocacy, law, and even my artwork and getting to write and all that stuff that's very intertwined with each other. I love getting to spend as much time as I can getting to do it. And it's really easy to focus. And it's so easy to talk about and be talk about and be immersed in the things that you're passionate about mm-hmm. yeah like you lose yourself in it is that what you're like saying is it one of those things where you're like you just Im- immerse yourself in it yep oh yeah i know what you mean okay <laughs> yeah exactly like mean. like in high school when i wouldn't be able to remember the science vocabulary questions but my teacher would say but you remember all the m&m lyrics why can't you remember just a few <laughs> uh words for the bio test <laughs> and it was because I was interested in it, so I was engulfed in it and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, immersed, and and that's and I had better retention and better stick to itiveness with music than with chemistry or bio or whatever. Um, I think that's true for most people, but yeah, that that's especially super especially for us. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I see it. I I definitely see it with Josh. Hey, <laughs> right, um, so. If you um, were to just like have a mission in life, like what is your mission in life? Like, my mission in life really is to be able to make a difference and help other people. So I began sharing my story about being autistic because I realized if one thing that I had to say can make a difference in somebody's life, that was worth sharing my my story. That's something that I really value. And I look at it even with my career and even just being open about being on the spectrum. Is I'm able to make a difference in somebody's life every day. And I have the potential to do that. And that just keeps me going. And that's what I would ideally like to be remembered for when all is said and done, that I was able to make a difference in somebody's life and hopefully make change on a bigger scale. That, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Uh, wow. All right, um, I, I think that you have a very similar. Yeah, we, we pretty much both have the same goals. <laughs> um What's your message to young people on the spectrum and their families? Is for the families, I want you to uncover your your child's talents. So, so the most important thing is everyone on the spectrum is super gifted, super passionate, and super talented in something, whether it's art, music, law, anything, or science or math. Like the sky's the limit, really, on what your interest could be. And I think it's up to parents to help uncover that and to nurture and encourage those talents because it could be a career and it also is something that makes us incredibly happy. And for people on the spectrum, not to give up. And also, you're the one who could set limits on, on what you could do, not somebody else. So trust yourself, know yourself, and also don't be afraid to take a chance if that's something that you feel comfortable doing that you want. And if that isn't something you want, then don't do it. And that's okay, too. Well, that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a wonderful message. I don't know what to say. I just, I fully stand behind that. Josh is rarely at a loss for words, but he is. Yeah, right I, I'm. I think that, I think that, you know what it is? I think that um, Haley and Josh and, and even myself have a, a really similar um, life Passion. force behind us and, and, and mission and reason for doing what we do. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's cool to see, it's cool to see that clicking between between people um, when you meet someone who has this dedication towards um, towards doing good um, for selfless reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's, um, 
no wonder you're speechless, Josh, because Josh is new in advocacy. He was he always had a lot to say, but he didn't necessarily have a venue to say it in. Yeah, so, maybe, so I would just talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm really glad that you have this podcast because people will listen, and it is really exciting that you get to talk to all sorts of other people, and there's so much to learn from each other. Like even just talking to you, I'm able to learn a lot from you too. Well, thank you so much. Um, so just quick question. Would you consider yourself now a friend of the show Sounds Like Autism? And would you consider coming back? Absolutely. I definitely consider myself a friend of both of you. Sounds like <laughs> autism. And I'd love to come back if you would love to have me back. We absolutely would. Um, just thank you so much. This has been a, a real pleasure to have you on here. And I know everyone listening has been anticipating this. Uh, people, at least at my job, are like, "Oh wow, you have Haley Moss coming on. <laughs> oh, cool." So yeah, yeah. So I've been getting that. So yeah, this oh. is a pop going to be a very popular episode by time it airs. So. <laughs> wow! Oh my god, that is so cool. And I will most definitely be back and hang out with you guys and talk to you again. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank yeah, thank you. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds okay. great. All All right, right, bye. 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 All right, Josh, what did you think? Well, um, I think that after this interview and after all the other episodes that we've done, I think that anyone listening here can clearly see that autism isn't really a disability. It actually is a blessing in disguise. And when you unmask that disguise, well, just wow, it's, it's amazing. So, to our audience, I just want to remind you all, we are on iTunes, we are on Spotify, iTunes, give, look us up, hit us up, five stars, help us um, reach everywhere, t-shirts, please buy our shirts, <laughs> they're, they're great, I, I, look, I help make them, um, and yeah, all good things, all good things, and also they look really cool, it's a brain with... Headphones, come on, it's awesome. So, with that, I would just like to say thank you. Have a great rest of your day. And, well, I guess this sounds like autism. Was I supposed to do that with you? Let's do it again. Ready? One, two, three. Sounds Sounds like like autism. autism.